Hey, hey, we're your hosts. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Jonathan. And we believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give to yourself is the gift of wholeness through integrating all aspects of what it means to be human. And in this podcast, we're bringing you insight, information, and inspiration to move from a stressful to stress-free life. Your journey to becoming even healthier and happier starts right now. Welcome to Wellness Theory, the podcast. Today we're honoured to be joined by the wonderful Wendy from the Beyond Silver Lining podcast. Wendy is an inspirational wellness and mindset coach who helps women heal from life-changing diagnosis by healing the mind first. She shares her personal experience with cancer and how she's learned to listen and connect with her body to be able to live a healthy life and shares how you can too. No matter life's challenges, you might be facing we talk about how your voice matters and how essential it is to be able to ask questions and open ourselves up even when it's hard so sit back and be inspired okay so wendy it's so great to have you join us on the show today thank you for being here Oh, thank you guys for inviting me. It's so exciting because um, one, I think it's one of those podcasts that I really can't resonate with. And I'm excited because I've been looking at your page and and listen to a few podcasts as well. I was like, oh my God, like I really love all the things that they got, they, they do. Thank you so much. And it's a pleasure being here. Amazing. So on that note, let's uh, get you to just introduce yourself a little bit about what it is you do, how you're helping people in the world. What are you up to? Yes, definitely. So my name is Wendy Rosenthal. I am a mentor for women, um, intuitive healer, as well as transformation coach. And um, well, that's really how I started at the beginning. I started as a health coach and pretty much with just like with any um, other story that I heard, it had to be about a wake up call. So for me to get here where I am, it started all about nine years ago when I was diagnosed with cancer. And at that time, um, I wasn't really aware of what was happening um, around me. I was kind of just busy with life and a little bit numb, not really feeling much of my emotions and things that were happening. I feel like I was just putting everything towards the back of my mind and not really think about anything. And then um, as I usually, uh, now I understand and health or our bodies, you know, start giving us signs about what is going on in our lives. So I started having some symptoms, weird stuff coming up. And then long story short, um, I was diagnosed with cancer. And then for me at that point, just like with a lot of people, you know, it's very shocking. And what do I do? Like, what is wrong? What am I doing wrong? Is one of the first things that we think about what is wrong with me or why me? And so it took some time for me to um, grieve. There's always that period of grieving and then also learning about what is going on and in, in acceptance as well. And so that's when I, um, I explore other options for treatments or for taking care of my health um, because I didn't wanna go through treatment. And that's when I jumped into holistic health. And then that was very interesting and inspiring as well because at the same time when I was going through my own journey, I was hearing other people struggling with the same and more about also, you know, like I'm feeling alone in this. And at that point, I, I, I thought, oh my gosh, why do people have to quote unquote, go, go through this or suffer alone? And so part of me, without even thinking much, I was thinking, I was deciding, I don't want anybody else to go through this by themselves. And so I met someone who was very inspiring to me. And that's when I started studying for, to become a health coach. And then soon after that, because everything comes from the mindset point of view, then I got more involved with mindset work, life coaching, and then uh, deeper, deeper into mind work with hypnotherapy. And that's where I am right now, helping people going through their struggles, especially if it has to do with health and wellness, as well as other things, you know, because when it comes to the mind, it really applies to different areas of our lives. And here I am. <laughs> Awesome. Um, I just I just want to touch on what you said there, um, where when you obviously were diagnosed with um, cancer, and you your thought process was you didn't want to have the traditional start of treatment, and you went down the kind of like looking at the holistic health, the uh, holistic roots, which not a lot of people tend to do, especially when faced with something like cancer. Like I had a, um, a really good friend who passed away from cancer, and the first call as soon as yeah. I have that diagnosis is 
straight away you're just like onto chemotherapy treatment the thought process of um, actually looking at holistic ways of treating yourself doesn't seem to enter that that frame of mind so tell us a little bit more about your journey into that holistic side of it like what was your thought process going into that holistic side yeah you know actually at that time i didn't know that this holistic way of taking care of ourselves existed so i kind of jumped a little faster in there but one i was this is nine years ago so i was in my 30s like 36 or so and um and at that time first of all when i got the diagnosis the first thing that jumped in my mind was my my grandma's you know like uh uh picture because she's she had the same type of cancer and i and i was with her for the majority of the time when she had to quote unquote go through it and bottle with it and obviously all the negative things came to my mind you know the suffering that people go through uh treatment conventional treatment but then also she was older and when i went to my oncologist at the time the good thing is that she's very open to various ways of taking care of our health and um, she gave me all the, the options that I had. Number one, I was really young. And also it was found out by accident. I was being seen by, uh, for something else. I had pain on my back, um, upper back, and uh, we did like uh, physical therapy, chiropractic care, acupuncture, and nothing was helping. And so for the doctors, they said, let's just make sure, you know, look at it, like do some MRI, things like that. And that pain turned out to be a nerve tumor, benign nerve tumor. So in a way, also my approach in all of this with asking questions and looking for answers is at the end, it takes some time, but not to be afraid to find out what is going on. Because if there is a little thing about our bodies, that little hint or sign something is not right, it can help you discover something else that you could be more, you know, taking care of or be more proactive. So Thanks to that benign tumor, because it came out of the spine and it got removed right away. So it was fine. But checking everywhere else in my body, they did another MRI and they found in the abdomen um, that it had lymph nodes that were bigger. So they, after a biopsy, they turned out to be a lymphoma. And so at that time, my doctor told me, you don't have to go to treatment, but it's your choice. But because I wasn't expressing the disease, I wasn't having any symptoms from the disease. Um, the doctor told me, you know, usually because it's a slow growing cancer and usually it will manifest in older adults, like in their 50s, 60s, 70s. And uh, rarely they have seen younger adults in their 30s. So we talked about it and we discussed maybe it's way to just not take action with the treatment, conventional treatment, because the symptoms weren't happening. So basically my body wasn't being attacked by it. So in my mind, what I thought, okay, the cancer cells are just there, they're hanging out. And we saw it in the, you know, the PET scan, all the different like butter, you know, like the firecrackers in the body. And cause they light up, right? Where, where in the body, the cancer cells are located. And then, and then for me, that was that was a good thing to hear. Okay, the, maybe the cancer is there, but it's not doing anything. So, so I, that's when I started learning. Even if it is bad news, well, it's not too bad, you know. So I kind of had to because I didn't have anybody who has gone through the same. And so then I started researching. Somebody mentioned about health coaching, and I I researched on that, and then I looked. This is around where I live and I found a couple places and I went and, and, and asked them about what does that really mean? What does it do to the body? And that's when I started. I really liked the whole idea of taking care of our health in different ways and especially for cancer care. And I was so blessed that next, like in the next town, there's this cancer support group. And they are all about taking care of the mind, the spirit, the body, and learning how to eat better. And even just with changes in food and lifestyle, we can improve tremendously our health. And so, and I started cha seeing changes in the next few months because I went for another test, another MRI, and another PET scan because um, I had some other issues as well, which by the way, 
um, because I didn't have treatment, what they they put me under that label is watch and wait. And I I, remember, I think I might have mentioned to you before, right, when we talked, um, which is really watching for the body, if there's signs, if there's symptoms, and pretty much in the whole time you're waiting, which it didn't sit with me well. So what I what I always tell people is just watch and live in. Like I, I'm still living my life, you know, the, the normal regular way, and I'm watching that everything is actually great. So I'm removing the negative um, aspect of it. Right. And so, and that's when I started learning about how to take care of myself. And in the second round of tests, uh, the lymph nodes in my abdomen that were actually shrinking, they were getting smaller. So that was a proof to me that I could do something without, you know, toxins and chemicals from conventional treatment. So I can start seeing changes in my body and then so that was the physical part of taking care of myself but then my mind was still you know stressed out because what do I do I'm still young what about my goals and so and then the next thing I think I think things just happen for a reason I started meeting people that were more you know spiritual they were more about about um, practices, about self-love and, and things that I learned along the way as well to appreciate life more, appreciate myself. And if for some reason cancer decides to just be a little crazy and then I have to do something, just you know, reminding what those tools are to take care of my mind so I don't go crazy. <laughs> There's so many things that we can pull from what you've said there. Um, following on from John's question about like the, how did you, almost find that balance between holistic and medical I think it sounds like you you had a very supporting journey again for whatever reason you, your path crossed with all of these incredible people and the, these this incredible knowledge that's helped you to actually physically see the result yeah. of the impact that you ha can have on your own system and it always like boggles my mind where why people wait and me included in the past it's like why we wait until there's a real heavy problem before yep. we do something exactly not everybody experiences um, let's say cancer for example but they'll still experience some kind of, of trauma physically mentally or emotionally and mm -hmm. like you said it's like we wait <laughs> we wait for that to happen before we something do something What's your thoughts on that? But one thing that I will say too is that um, I feel it's also, well, now not everybody could be this way, but I feel for me, I was very open to seeing the signs, to hearing someone mentioning something uh, that was new or different. Because I also met people, maybe my same age with something else, another, you know, health condition that they had to deal with. And they're more stuck to what their family have been talking about, you know, the beliefs that they have. No, let's not try it. Let's, you know, pretty much is that yeah. fear of trying to, and they just want to be with what is safe in the moment. And I think for me, um, uh, it, it was being open about, uh, what is that that people are saying? Like, the, and I was blessed that I had some people that were talking about it as well. But I will say to the people who are not as open-minded or is they don't see the science that easily, if they're going through, in this case, a health situation, right? It could be anything about life, maybe losing a job, maybe losing someone, especially after everything that's happening, any ch life-challenging event or situation, um, it takes some time, but at the end of the day, just take your time for grieving because that will allow you to get things out of your mind because you don't want to carry that feeling, right? The, the why me, like what is wrong with me for too long? You don't want to carry that for so long because that's really going, everything, everything that you think about is going to be that quote unquote negative, right? Like what is wrong with me? Like there's nothing for me to do. Like I'm in this alone. So grieve for a period of time. If you uh, can ask someone to help you, whether it's a coach or whether it's just even listen to podcasts or for me, it's been also reading books that helped me a lot as well. And then really, you know, appreciate that there there's always an answer. There's always an option. There's always someone who has walked your path. And if it is not as easy to see it, you know, just take your little time to do some research, asking people. I feel this is the time, especially after last year, for people to start really owning 
controlling their voice and start speaking and, and asking questions, asking for help, not just to wait and, and see, oh, okay, something is, is going to show up for me. And, and that's that's something we talked about before we hit record on, on this episode is we talked about that ability to ask questions because it's all well and good. It's like we've got some people that are, are open minded, but maybe not asking useful questions or don't know how to. And then we've also got the flip side, like you said, the people that are closed off, not even knowing they can ask questions. Like how how do we bridge that gap, do you think? Mm -hmm. Well, again, I think um, there's the fear factor, right? Because people don't know. And so there, I hear this a lot when it comes to health. Like I feel like people will say, I feel something in my body, like a symptom. I don't know where this is coming from. And, um, and I don't know what to ask. I don't know the questions to ask, or I don't even want to ask because I don't want to find out. That's really the underlying thought, the fear of the uncertainty that something probably is going to be you know, not good news, right? And, um, but then it, it takes, it takes some time. I feel like with people who are starting to, to feel something is becoming different, especially with their health, to not just take the time, you know, to see what is going on or grieving, but I feel that in our society, we haven't learned so much about accepting things, even if it is something we don't want. Because if we avoid it, it's just going to sit there and it's just going to sit there for quite some time and it's going to escalate, right? Like whatever that is, it's going to, the effect that it's going to cause on us and our emotions, because at some point we're, we have to face it. It's never going to go away, especially if it's a health, physical uh, situation, right? And so the more we numb it, the more we put it aside, don't think about it. And so at one point, we're going to face it. So I've, I feel whether it's now or in 10 years, you have to revisit this. So how can we be more, how can we be open to the fear of asking questions? How can we, uh, can we be open to um, exploring? And so usually what I tell people is, and if you're going to see it now or later, I feel that is, and from my story, it's better to find out sooner what is happening and really start practicing things that are already taking care of you, even if everything is great, right? A lot of self-love, a lot of self-care, a lot of compassion and kindness, because I feel like that really brings that whole sense of, of um, you know, I'm here in this world for something else or something bigger. And even if there is something challenging in my life, I can still make a really good experience out of what I can do at anything that I do. And um, when it comes to asking questions for people, uh, you know, it's okay to say, you know what, I don't know. It's okay for me to say, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm help. I feel helpless. You know, I need some help. And asking uh, help, you know, it's not a bad thing at all. If anything, people think that if we ask for help or if we ask too many questions, it's like, oh, we don't know anything. We don't have, quote unquote, our power, right? Like, who are we to even ask those questions? But I feel it's a really good way for us to own our power back, especially when it comes to our health and wellness. That's really the biggest tool that we have, because what else can you do after that? You know, it is up to you then to then start taking actions. Exactly. When we start actually being open to the idea of asking questions, it then escalates into actually being able to have a direction to be able to move forwards and actually continue right and live like you said rather than just wait or, or ignore and avoid whatever's going mm -hmm. on for me um personally like in my experience you know i i wasn't really taught or if i was i wasn't aware that i was being taught it um it was the ability to to ask questions right in 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 my conditioning if you like and, and from from my upbringing it's very much like no you know be quiet <laughs> you don't ask questions that's yeah. just how it is and it's like okay <laughs> and but then there was and it was the, it was a classic stereotypical I guess um kind of upbringing of the classic um don't um like express how you feel like hold it in <laughs> hold it down and so I then got to a point in my life where I'm like not expressing how I feel honestly very dissociated to how I was feeling underneath the surface mm. 
and also not knowing how to ask questions definitely not knowing how to ask for help until I got to that pain point that tipping point of now I've got to <laughs> now I've got no choice because I don't like the alternative and that's that again for me this is my story and I know there's a lot of people listening to this have got their own version of whatever that means for them and you're right fear is a big part of it because I was scared that I didn't know how I didn't know how, but I was scared I would be judged for not knowing how and for getting to this, this far into my life and not knowing this. Like, that's even worse in, in my model of the world back then. And asking questions was how I found my way out. And that, I think, is so, so powerful. So what, what would you say to somebody that's maybe struggling to ask themselves questions in a challenging time? At the end of the day, really, it's, you don't, is okay so if it is challenging you know there's something that's going on something's got to change right and so when how much longer can you go not knowing how much longer can you go with that weight on your shoulders you know if it's causing some sort of questions right now for you to like wait what wait a minute like what is going on comfortable i'm not feeling well even if it is about you know the way we think like i'm not feeling uh good with what I do I'm not happy with my job again it could be with anything so the moment we start I think we need to start understanding that when we see or feel something different that doesn't really feel right it's a moment for us to stop and then reassess what is it that I'm doing right now if it is about uh you know like I'm, I'm not having a lot of energy I'm feeling tired all the time okay am I doing something that is contributing to that maybe start with that right is this maybe I'm not eating as well or drinking enough liquids maybe i'm not moving much especially after last year a lot of people being at home you know and and then do little changes and see if that will help because sometimes it's not a major thing and it's just you know maybe you're not you're dehydrated right and and or maybe you're not taking uh, because at some point we probably need to start supplementing ourselves and so assessing and see where in your life and also if those changes are happening that make you question it's only happening in one area or is also affecting another area you know maybe you're not feeling uh, a lot of energy in the morning but then also you see that something is kind of different in your relationships maybe something's different also in you know at work and so and that that can also help i see also to start seeing and having that awareness that okay, maybe if, if things are changing in different areas in my life, something needs to change, right? And when it comes to asking questions, being okay and really realizing, and I feel after everything that has happened this last year, I think it's really a time for us to realize that it's okay for us to own our voice, to start really speaking up. Because what you said is so true with when it comes to fear. And one thing that I'll be finding out from the sessions that I have with clients, especially when it comes to hypnosis right because that's when we find a lot of the root causes it comes with from three basic um self-beliefs you know about ourselves that i'm not good enough or things are not available to me or that i'm, I'm feeling different than anybody else so then you know maybe ask yourself those questions like where am i feeling enough right? Where am I feeling good enough? And how am I feeling my relationships? And if the answers are a little bit, you know, different that what you will want to hear and, and makes you wonder like, wow, okay, so I'm not feeling that I'm doing my best in my relationships. What is it that I can do there? Um, and those are questions to yourself. And also, you know, when it comes to owning your power, it's not just what you ask to other people and how you express yourself, because maybe it's a lot of us that have the ego thing and they want to sound like we know it all or that, you know, people look at us in a different way. But really, at the end of the day, I really think it comes to our own internal voice and really be super honest with ourselves because we cannot lie. I mean, we could lie to ourselves, but who's the one who's going to, to uh, be affected by it? It will be us, right? Exactly. And so it will escalate. So really having this conversation with yourself. Definitely. It's funny that you said um, about that, that ego mentality. That's pretty much my experience growing up. Um, like my, I was, I was taught growing up that I, I didn't need to ask 
questions or I didn't need to ask for help because I knew everything. So when I got to that point in my life where I was going into work, into corporate um, fitness and all this stuff, I never used to ask a question or seek out help because I felt like I, I knew everything. I didn't need anyone else's help. I could do everything on my own. And then when these signals came up in my body, uh, like in my, like my emotional, mental, physical states, I would have just push them down and ignore them and think, okay, I don't need to listen to them. I, I know everything I need to know. I'm strong. I can just power on. I just ignore everything and keep pushing on. And then it's probably about a decade later when all those things I was suppressing and pushing down started to come to the surface again um, in terms of in, in the experience of obviously, uh, well, pain was a big one. Um, just tension, lack of mobility, just emotional, physical, uh, mental stress as well. I remember that just overwhelming feeling just coming up and it started to come up each month that went on. It just started to grow and grow and grow. And it did like similar to Charlotte, got to the point where the pain was so much that I've, I got, I let it get so far before I started to realize that, okay, I need help now. I need to actually ask for help. I need to ask those questions. I need to find out how I can actually help myself. And it took me a while to realize that. And the funny thing, if I listened to those those signals 10 years before, previously, I could have avoided all that suffering. <laughs> but mm -hmm. at that time, my ego was just getting in the way and it was telling me that I didn't need to ask questions. I didn't need to seek out help. Um, like I could just ignore it and just carry on because no one knows more than I do. <laughs> exactly. And that was, that was a very... Um, well, unresourceful, but that was a very destroying kind of belief uh, for my for myself, basically in every area of my wellness. And it took me a while to actually realise that. So, in your in your kind of experience, in your obviously like um, advice, what 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 one piece of practical advice would you give to someone who is maybe feeling that whether they're feeling that they can't ask questions or they think that their ego is getting in the way or they don't know how to find their voice, like what? Um, kind of piece of practical advice would you give someone on how to start finding their voice and take that first step? Mm -hmm. So I feel um, for for someone to to it's it's kind of you know like if something doesn't feel right you know whether it is my body like something is especially with body and health a lot of people just don't pay attention like oh I have like back pain and it's been there for weeks mm -hmm. well it'll go away. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and I've, I've been in that place and I've seen it a lot too in my family mm -hmm. and I come from like Spanish background and we are, there's this weird kind of label, like we just have to put up with it. Kind of like be, you know, a victim for a while, <laughs> to be <laughs> honest. So if you feel like something is different and, you know, just, just stop for a second and, and, and again, reassess, like, why am I, did I sleep weird last night? Like, is there something that is it has changed and then be curious i feel for a lot of people especially when it comes to the fear base you know um i don't want to find out like what if something is really wrong start with curiosity you know like again like asking simple questions am i what am i doing that is different than the usual that maybe is causing this pain or maybe it's causing this you know mental discomfort in a sense like why am i stressed out you know like what am i doing and and really start practicing things that bring a lot of awareness for ourselves like some practices that has helped me a lot changing that little by little that mindset is is realizing that I'm the one who is just said it perfect. I'm pretty much my own doctor in a way because I know how I'm feeling and, and I'm pretty sure eventually you get to understand that I'm pretty sure I got the answers or I can have the, the, the curiosity to explore to find out the answers if I don't know in that moment, right? Because at the end, I'm the one choosing. And even if I go to doctors and they tell me you should do this, it's still my choice to say yes. So, so I will say, like start practicing little things to start feeling confident, feeling good about yourself, that you're doing the right, right thing for you, that, that later on will include having uh, the curiosity to have questions to ask questions um, and then really start practicing a lot of self-care, a lot of self-love to really appreciate yourself because when you appreciate yourself more, it will in step. 
okay, let's start with little changes. Maybe I should move more and exercise more. Maybe I should start changing my, my eating habits or, you know, and maybe, and that will help escalate because if we got to a point in, we, in which we start asking questions, whether it's with health or anything else, it took some time to get there, right? And it took that time that it took, it was because there were things that were changing on, along the way. Maybe we stopped drinking enough water, maybe we stop eating healthy, maybe we completely didn't think about moving around and exercising or paying attention to our stress levels. So we got there in, like with some amount of time by changing in a different way, the lifestyle. Let's go back in a way, right? Like little changes to start, uh, you know, feeling good about ourselves, feeling confident to ask questions, um, and also get into, um, in, if you don't have one, into a community of like-minded people or inspiring people, because that also will help to, to, for you to, to, one, feel that you're not in this alone. Because one of the biggest problems that I find with a lot of people who do not feel comfortable or have that fear of finding out what is going on with their body, with their health, or with their mind is that they think that they are alone and nobody is going to understand what they're going through or no one is going to have the, the answers or the solution. And so it's an internal thought. Well, nobody knows how I am feeling. So what do they know? Right? That was my, my thought at the beginning when I was going through my mental uh, um, uh, awareness of the disease. And so get into groups, be open to just connecting with people, you know, and if, if everything is great about you and you don't think that there's anything for us or for you to fix, it's still, I think it's still important for us to connect because then you can be of service and help somebody else who, who maybe has gone through something you've, you've gone through and really being community, be in that environment also where you feel that you belong. Because again, thinking that we are in this alone, you know, it, it makes us close down even more and we're not open to explore options. And then also uh, feeling that we are all the same, you know, we're not different also helps us to, to really realizing that we all have something uh, in different uh, situations, experiences, we all, all have something that um, we can explore and, and, and deal with at some point and be okay discovering that. That's so beautifully put, especially, I mean, there's two clear things that you said there about community and curiosity, mm -hmm. community, absolutely, loneliness, I think, is the new pandemic, I think we've heard that over the last year so often, and when you do connect with like-minded mm -hmm. people, even if it is on a Zoom call and it's a complete stranger, that's okay, incredible things happen as a result of that. And it doesn't have to be magical moments. Mm -hmm. It's just a, hi, how are you? Let's check in. Let's talk. Let's just get to know each other. That can go mm -hmm. a long way and really have a ripple effect throughout other people's lives as well. You can mm -hmm. just have like one 10 minute conversation with somebody like that. And that could just redirect just the smallest little things that could help them get onto the path that, that, they're, that is going to serve them. But I really want to tap into what you said there about curiosity because I really want to highlight something because when you were talking about curiosity, you were talking about being aware, observing what's going on. There was no layer of judgment attached to that. And that's mm -hmm. where that, that mental health and that those mental health issues start to come from is because those thoughts get compounded and then the emotion attached to those thoughts gets compounded even more. And then mm -hmm. that, the layer of judgment is what's doing that. So when we're being curious it is about ask the questions like and whatever comes up is okay all right okay. it doesn't matter if the answer that comes up isn't where you want it to be it's not about the judgment it's about understanding and observing so we can always just redirect and sometimes just observing is enough to know one of the things that we um teach on our uh, stressful to stress-free kickstarter um program which is just like a five-day thing for anybody that wants to get started on, on their journey of self-awareness basically and one of the mm -hmm. things is a simple body scan exercise it is about either visual like just closing your eyes and doing it visually or taking your hands as well and scan your body start sit with places in your body whether there's physical pain there whether you just feel there's something going on there it, it doesn't matter just sitting with it and observing it a lot of people they immediately start to feel like those issues can, can dissolve a little bit which takes a bit of pressure off because there's no judgment attached yeah. to it what are your thoughts on that 
Exactly. And I love that you asked this question or you brought this up because I was uh, um, going to say one that I do and, and is pretty much body scan, right? And with awareness and curiosity. And even if it's like, especially having my uh, history of being diagnosed um, and that question, what is this pain right away? If, even if I have a headache that I've never had before in my mind, there's that roller coaster, you know, like emotions of like, is this cancer related? Right. So even with that in mind, I still do my body scans, you know, sometimes um, different times, usually in the morning, but if something is coming up, something is not feeling right, feeling comfortable, I talk to my body, I talk to my organs. And I, that's a good way for me to connect back with my body and include, because I feel like every cell, every part of our body, I mean, obviously is doing something for us, right? They're working to detoxify our body, to bring in oxygen into every part of our cells. And so they, they are just like little people, a little friends, co-workers, whatever you want to call them. And they're doing something right. And they could be working hard, but I feel they ha also have emotions because I do believe as well that, um, our health is, is, is also a manifestation of our emotions and it can be trapped in different areas of our bodies. So if I'm feeling some sort of pain on my side or my back or it's a muffin, I will scan it and then also talk to it. You know, like, what are you feeling? Not so much, what are you feeling, Wendy? But what are you feeling in whatever the energy is in that, that part of my body, right? Or if it's my liver, um, like, oh, thank, first of all, also give a lot of gratitude. Like, thank you so much, my liver. I kind of like sound silly sometimes in the morning. Like I talk to it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't drink enough water yesterday or I like, had too much to drink last night. Oh, I'll do better today. So just like little kids, like talking to it. And then one, because it makes me feel good because I feel like I'm taking care of something in my body. And then two, feeling that they, they also like that. They appreciate that because I, our words are so powerful. And especially with that energy that comes from inside, which is healing, positive vibes, you know, um, uh, gratitude as well. So I, I will tell people, feel, bring that awareness, curiosity into your life and feel comfortable, as you said, scanning your body for what's, what's going on, what it is that you're feeling talk to your body you know touch yourself as well you want to get to know yourself right like you don't just want to know about you from somebody who's wearing a white coat you know a doctor right you want to know really what it is about you about your body physical body emotional body as well and um and be okay you know talking is just like what I said, it's important for us to be honest with ourselves and owning our voice and, and be true to, to ourselves. I think it's also important to have that conversation with every part of us because they, they are doing a job, but at the same time, you know, they, they need to be recognized and acknowledged. I love that you talk to your organs. I absolutely love that so much. Well, the funny thing you say that, um, like what you just said there is exactly pretty much what I did um, when I, uh, well, I tried to get rid of my back pain I had. I was experiencing mm. my chronic back pain for four years and I tried every physical fix there was. Nothing worked. And I read a book and it wasn't, I wasn't reading it because of the pain I was experiencing. I was reading it and then it came across um, like studies and stories of people who've healed themselves from many different things, much worse than what I was experiencing. And that got me thinking about, mm. okay, that's an avenue I haven't thought of yet. And then I started looking into breathwork, meditation, visualization, and I did the same thing, body scan, um, obviously breathwork, and then I started to notice a dramatic improvement in the reduction of my pain to uh, less than about two weeks um, after actually practicing it daily, my pain completely disappeared. And that was because I started to obviously put myself in a more relaxed environment, started to talk to myself. And when I started to talk and observe, my body started to respond in a favorable way. Um, and I remember reading a, a, um, a study done actually where they were basically doing a study on to improve someone's gut health through the microbiome in their gut. And what they did was take obviously blood samples before and after. And what they did was all they got them to do was to sit down in, and close their eyes and focus on telling their, their gut exactly what they wanted to happen. 
like what was what were, what was going to happen uh, by talking nice to them, talking obviously about thank you, thank you, thank you, mm-hmm. and the results mm-hmm. in terms of what happened before and after were like crazy. Like the results when I done the blood test was a max um, an improve in the activation of the micro uh, microbiome and the gut that helped to heal um, inflammation and any issues that happened. Yeah. And it was just just through the power of obviously talking to yourself and talking to your organs and the and mm-hmm. cells in your body because everything is connected and that's when the, as soon as uh, kind of that whole process happened to me that's when i truly believe that yeah. yeah i truly believe that our bodies have their own internal chemist and we can heal ourselves but we have to give our internal and external environments the right resources to do so um, we've got to really believe in it and trust in that process and know that we have the power and the ability to be able to do do anything um and it's hard to, it's right. hard to know that when you don't feel it but when i felt it it was like a light bulb clicked and it was like yep yeah, that's it i know that whatever i do if something happens i can i have the ability to to do whatever i need to do to heal my body um from anything i um, obviously that doesn't mean I do whatever I want to my body. I still, I keep proactive in all my approaches to keep myself healthy, but I know if something does happen. I have the, mm-hmm. uh, the power within to be able to change that into a more positive, favorable outcome. What, what I what I love about both, both of your kind of stories and, and how you portrayed that is that you're on the same team, you know, you're mm-hmm. on the same team as your body and your organs and your cells. And, and so often um, we see it, see it all the time. It's like, I, I don't have a problem. It's just my shoulder or it's just my back. So like, no, it's your back. Yes, it's you. It's part of you. And mm-hmm. how about we just make friends rather than that it's the back's fault or it was lifting that or doing this or it was eating this or smoking that. Let's actually own it and let's integrate them as one. And that's when that beautiful bonding and, and almost romance comes into play, right? Yeah, and I feel you said it right too. We disassociate ourselves from different parts of our body or like our mental, you know, like if we're feeling stress and everything else, we completely think that that's separate than what's going in our physical body. And one thing also that um, that came to mind is that when we are in, like our bodies are already with the highest capacity of healing, right? Even if we get a cold, it can heal itself. We can be okay. It takes a couple of days, you know, it's fine. Um, so it has that potential of healing itself. So what about when that frequency of that vibration of healing of our body is matched with our way of thinking It's going to be magnified even more because our body is doing everything it can to heal itself. Right. And so, well, if we start thinking the, the contrary, the opposite, we are in a way pulling it away from what it's doing, what it should be doing, which is healing but then if we turn around and say oh my gosh yes i'm healing everything is well then you know we are amplifying its its potential to heal even faster or you know in a much proper way so i feel like even if all of this is somewhat new to people again bringing that curiosity bringing you know like that mindset of you know let me let me see how i'm feeling today start asking those questions how am i being how is how is my body feeling how am i in different areas of my life so because without awareness it makes us feel that we are actually really in that moment and and belonging in that moment with everything else that is around us in that same moment yeah including our body as well yeah absolutely one of the um, kind of ways sometimes that we help our clients understand what's kind of going on inside is to sometimes really simplify and and you know pretend that there's 50 50 trillion cells that are inside of us are like one big team or or Mm -hmm. one big community that are there to serve your highest good and when they're there to serve your highest good they're still following instruction to some extent the instruction from the words you speak to the thoughts that you think and the actions that we take and every time we think something that is going to support the community is going to thrive every time we take a decision that's going to support the community it's going to thrive you know every single time that community just gets stronger and stronger and stronger and it's interesting because we were talking about community externally earlier on i don't believe it's a coincidence that 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 projection and how good we feel when we're around others 
that is any different to what's happening inside of us I think it, it just it's a beautiful thing and I get mm-hmm. so excited about it um but does that make sense to you it makes total sense because again everything it feels like in in life or in nature everything replicates in different ways so just like you are part of your community or you form your own community of like-minded because there's different versions right the one which is your family friends and everything is okay but then also you come from your own community of people that resonate with what you're doing what you're saying you can learn from each other and so on and supporting each other and the same thing what's what's in our body right this is a little community and everything our organs are communicating with with them you know in our body uh, they're working in different ways it's, it's quite connected so the link really is having that awareness and and, and focusing like bringing our mind more into that internal uh, awareness of of what that that community is within and i think it's a nice way for us to see that uh once we do that we really start thinking and believing well, you know what, maybe I do have that potential of, of healing myself. And let's just also, let me remind people, many times it's not a conscious awareness, like people are not walking around thinking or saying that, but everything is in now, right? Your mind is processing things as even as we sleep, right? So just little things, little practices, little steps, you know, uh, of awareness will bring that, that new belief that we are in charge of our health, we do have the potential of healing that we can, uh, and also speaking, you know, out loud and, and, and doing the things that we say, because I hear a lot of people saying, oh, yes, like I take care of myself, like I'm, 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 uh, you know, powerful and I'm healing and I'm like all those positive affirmations that sometimes they're just, just because they come out of our mouth, they just like kind of like float around in the air, right? And then they just are gone. But then also is how much are we doing of what we say? So that as well, um, so that that not only is something that it's, 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 it's a thought, but also it will later on be coming into an action. Definitely. We've got to feel the words that we speak as well, haven't we? Because that's where that, that chemical reaction happens. Otherwise, it becomes mindless. You know, I know it's more of an old school approach to look in the mirror and tell yourself you're, you're amazing every day. But unless you generally create the emotional mm-hmm. charge and the, the deeper root cause beliefs that are behind that, it's only going to take you so far. And the reality is, is standing yeah. up in the mirror doing those affirmations is exhausting. And there's such easier ways <laughs> if you would just be open to ask the right questions mm-hmm, exactly and obviously you got to think the more you keep saying one thing and do something else mm-hmm. you get further and further away from your true self you become more and more disconnected and then the longer that happens for the harder life feels because nothing exactly. flows together so it's like you said it's the brain heart and mind have got to be connected for things to float effortlessly and that's by whatever you say you're going to do whatever's coming out your mouth if you're going to affirm something you've got to take action and do it you've got to connect mm-hmm. the two and it's got to flow so um so wendy is there, is there anything else that you would add to this conversation or anything else you think our listeners really need to know about what we're talking about yeah, one thing that you reminded me when you mentioned about those conflicting thoughts and beliefs that like you could say one thing but do the opposite is really understanding um, that our mind, it really does, first of all, it does what you tell it to do, right? And and it's not just what you tell it, but what you do. But then also your mind doesn't work when there's conflicting thoughts and beliefs because you're kind of telling it to go different directions, and just and your mind will do what you tell it when you're clear about things. And so if, if we want to stay healthy, if we want to, you know, like live a happy life, have energy, move around or anything that it is that we want, focus in that and, and, and making that a priority. And, and again, bringing that awareness that that is one clear belief, one clear, clear thing that we want to create in our life um, so that our mind perceives that and will pretty much, you know, recreate scenarios or make you become more aware of the same thing and not having to go back and forth, back and forth because people spend too much time and, you know, like, like, let's say people wanted to lose weight and they really have the image in their mind, like, oh, I'm, I'm seeing myself, you know, with 10 pounds 
dress, wearing, you know, all these nice clothes. But then I also love chocolate cake. Even if they don't eat it, I thought of loving it, you know, and, and to the mind, it's like a little confusing. So, I mean, I also understand that there's people like, oh, but, you know, once in a while, it's okay. But, you know, let's be aware that our thoughts are so powerful that if we really decide what we want, we, we will, in one way or another, create it, even just by, you know, consciously or unconsciously thinking, right? So the one thing I will tell people, I feel is it's important if we start, if we want to see changes in our lives, in our health, in you know, mental, physical health, any area in our lives, is to feel comfortable with ourselves, to really feel, feel, start feeling comfortable, being okay with how or what we feel, not feeling that there's something wrong with us, even if sometimes that's the first thing that comes to our mind when we hear a diagnosis or when we hear something is challenging, but start having that awareness that we are, everything is happening for us and, and we are in this not alone. We are in, in this with, first of all, ourselves. We have our body, our amazing body, the beautiful organs that we got. We have the community around us and being okay with exploring and being curious about um, what else is out there, being open and curious to learn something new, something that maybe we haven't tried before. Even if everything is amazing, well, there's nothing wrong if we try something new, right? Like maybe meditation, maybe yoga, like I've never done those things before. And I heard about them at the beginning of my journey and I was kind of curious, but then it felt uncomfortable because I never did it, right? But it took for me to have that wake up call to really say, okay, maybe I should do it. You know, you know, maybe I have to try something, right? Because I want to fix my health. So for people, it would be to First of all, don't wait for that call. Start getting used to those changes. You know, what if I try like waking up at five in the morning or six and start doing self-care routines? And how is that going to change my life? Or maybe if it doesn't feel like it's a thing, well, at least I tried, right? And because that will get us into that rhythm of, of being open to seeing what else is out there, to being open of learning, to being quote unquote ready, which at the end, there's never a thing that we can always be ready, but be okay with those, those life-changing events that can happen anytime. And obviously as we grow, grow older, new things will start coming up because now I'm feeling, why is my body this way? It wasn't like this like five, 10 years ago. And I just have to be okay. You know, it's just the, the living process instead of aging process, you know, being okay. Well, I guess just my body in 40 years, 40 something years being here, it just has to, you know, take its time and, and it's okay. It's, and I feel, can I just say one more thing, especially for women, because one of the things that I, um, that I, one of the groups that I talk to is women. And I know that for us there, they would be, because we are a lot more emotional and, and, and there will be more questions sometimes or feeling like, oh my gosh, like something is really changing and I don't know how I'm going to do with it. And we start thinking so many different things because we, we just can't stop thinking sometimes. Just take your time, just like I said at the beginning, with, with that thought, with that, uh, if there's a grieving that has to happen, life changes, body changes in ourselves, right? And, and especially women that are uh, transitioning like from 40 to 50s and so on, being, being okay with taking your time and really recognizing that you already have done amazing, that you already have done everything that was in your, in your physical and emotional power and just continue doing the things that will bring you love, abundance, satisfaction and, and feeling good about yourself. Um, we need to hear more of that, more praise. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I, so I, we can get more into that practice. That will... uh, yeah, I, I hear that massively. One of the things for me is like, I know that I need to just sometimes, like you said earlier, just stop, <laughs> just pause, <laughs> just zoom out of, the, of what's happening outside yeah. <laughs> for a while and just go go back in, reconnect, come back to myself. And, and it works so well. And it is exactly what you've said there is about that nurturing and coming back and then when you feel more grounded you can go run again and do whatever the fun thing was that you were doing before whether it's your business whether it's your family life whether it is a challenging 
in time, whatever it is, like you can come back even stronger from that. And I think mm-hmm. it's so powerful what you said. So thank you for sharing that. Listen, I'd love to ask you um, in your life, like in the last kind of say, let's say five years, what is like the one belief or behavior that's most improved your life? Being okay with, um, with the fear, being okay with the fears. Uh, I know it's not a very um, usual thing to hear or conventional way of of seeing life changes right but for me it, that's what it's been I mean I guess it started about nine years ago when I was diagnosed but even at the time at the beginning I was like learning as much as I could and in my mind I was learning because I wanted to fix it I wanted to change it I wanted to stay healthy and and sometimes like kind of like being in control right like okay it's my time which is a good thing to think that you can do that as in learning and making the changes so that you can see the results that you want but I was I feel obsessing in a way so obviously I I mean life will teach you that you should kind of like she let go a little bit right and so so being okay with the changes and being okay with the fear with the what is going on and, and letting go of that control because the more we obsess sometimes you know like it, it will make us uh see options but still not pay full attention to them as well and so I've been learning more and more you know like just for me okay I'm okay with you know what's going on with my health with cancer but then there's other things that will come up as I said in my 40s now my body's kind of you know feeling a little different and so the first thing would be, for me would be oh my gosh what is this like what is that symptom again is it cancer related and then for me it's been you know okay let's be honest how are you really feeling what is that that gut feeling that intuition connecting with that is it coming out of fear or is it coming out of um something that maybe is different that has nothing to do with the cancer or that fear and it's something that is just about to happen because it's life right and so if it is about fear I will explore and ask those questions you know even if it's like I don't want to hear this but in my mind because many times I'll tell you many times I felt um even couple months ago when I, my, I was going through some um, health changes and I said, well, I guess this is it. I guess I just had to wait nine years and now it's time, right? And then I was like, oh my God, no, like why now? So there's there will always come doubts, even if you are perfect or you feel perfect, even if you learn all the things, all the tools, it's like we never end learning and we always will go in that roller coaster, right? So be comfortable with that. Yeah. Like don't expect that everything will be amazing and then that's it. And going forward, everything will stay the same. So be okay with those life changes. Be okay that things will be amazing like for a few months and maybe there'll be some times in which you'll kind of feel down. And again, take your time. It's okay. It's just part of how it's supposed to happen. And But remember not to stay down for too long. You know, pull yourself back up again. And for me, um, it when a couple months ago when I was having those doubts again, I went back to my tools, to my self-care, self-love, and community, right? To remind me why I should be more hopeful, why I should be more, you know, optimistic and to remind me to look again for the things that are working for me. So, so I feel like those are the things that, um, people need to learn a little bit more, um, to be okay with those changes to the fear, to, to those questions. And then, um, asking for help, definitely asking for help and not feeling like we're in this alone. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I literally had a conversation with somebody today where they felt like they, they were disappointed because they feel like they should have learned something already. And obviously they, they mm. have learned a lot of the issues they were comparing themselves to when they feel amazing. 
all right they're comparing themselves to these different parts failing mm -hmm. to see that that roller coaster exists and that is the human experience we're supposed to feel the whole spectrum of human emotion and everything that comes with it but like you said quite rightly there we need to learn to move mm -hmm. past it without judgment we just need to be able to be with it and to move forward so it's such a powerful message i really appreciate you sharing that with us and our audience yeah, definitely. And I feel, um, again, it's it's without judgment, right? Like letting go a little bit of that as well, because we could, in with all the good intentions, sometimes, like I said, at the beginning of the journey, and I've seen the same in other people, we want to be better, we want to heal. So we quote unquote, obsess about it. And if something doesn't go that way, we feel bad and we talk bad to ourselves. Like, oh my gosh, Wendy, maybe you should have had, you know, more kale, you know, I mean, just an example, right? Maybe you should have, maybe you shouldn't have gone out with your friends last night and had a good time and drink maybe like a glass of wine. You know, it's not like I'm making bad choices. I'm in the moment enjoying life. Because one of the things I also want to teach people is, I mean, even with a diagnosis, which by the way, I never talk about my cancer, my, you know, this and that. I always keep it, you know, to the side. It's just you know, in my body, <laughs> but I'm the landlord and I'm the one, you know, telling the rules. But um, but the choices that we make, we can still live a happy life full of joy, full of excitement, you know, curiosity and everything, even with that, you know, diagnosis, that disease, that trauma, you know, and in exploring and being okay and in, in learning from it. I feel like it's it's it could be a good way to understanding that we can still move forward, you know, and um and pick ourselves up again if at any time we're kind of feeling down or feeling like, oh, today is not a good day. Take today off, you know, mentally, you know, like emotionally, tomorrow will be better. And again, if it is a little challenging for people to, to be open to that, lean on your resources, lean on your self-care practices and your community. Yep. I think so, that's important. Definitely. Uh, I'm sure, well, I believe we could, we could literally speak for hours and days um, and the time would just actually fly by. Like what we've been speaking about has just been so inspiring and powerful and very empowering so I just, we just really hope that anyone listening to this it sparks a curiosity to think about their health in different ways and to look at different options to be open be obviously less judgmental on themselves so yeah it's been the information been absolutely just profound and i'm hoping our listeners really take it in and take action on it as well it's really good um so for for our, obviously anyone listening can you before we kind of wrap everything up, can you tell people where, where they can find you? Oh, definitely. Well, the easiest thing nowadays is social media. <laughs> so they can find me on Instagram at Wendy for Wellness and um, or also to my website. But that one is under construction right now after last year. But the main thing, um, I'm more open and sharing a lot of, you know, like tips and, and just lifestyle and really honestly sharing even the struggles, you know, the things that people don't want to see or think that people don't share because we just have to be really honest right and say look this is really how life happens not everything is about cacao ceremonies or yoga poses which by the way I am not good at yoga at all but I can show my unsexy moves because <laughs> <laughs> really that's that's really how life is and I'm sure there's women out there who feel the same that's how I felt I've never went to a yoga I mean it took me a long time to go to yoga classes because I don't I'm not flexible I've gone to through physical trauma when I was a child so I'm a little bit limited in that area with my legs and I felt like I'm just going to you know be awful making those moves but at the end of the day everybody feels that way like they're not good enough sometimes so why don't we just show our glorious self in any way so so yeah have, the main thing would be instagram um or i was like you haven't seen me do yoga yet so. okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, your class is extremely flexible <laughs> honestly 
Wendy, um, we, we obviously follow you on social media. Mm. We love the things mm. that you post and we, we're honoured to be part of your community as well. And we're so happy that you've been able to come on the show. Honestly, like you're an inspiring coach. You're, you're clearly an inspiring healer as well. And you do incredible work, not only for yourself, but for other people as well. So thank you so much for coming on the, on the show today. It's been really, really awesome to have you. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I really loved it. And I feel like this will be, uh, it could be a good inspiration for people to feel okay when there's, again, those questions, those doubts, or even in that moment, you know, receiving those news, right, from the doctor or about your health or anything really, and taking your time and it's okay. We are not in this alone. Definitely, you know, there's always someone out there who has gone through something similar that you can learn from, relate with their story, and maybe be inspired to also share their story. Because that's one thing that I will say too. I tell people, as I, I, and probably you'll see when I invite people to my podcast, many people say, oh, I'm not an expert. And I'm like, you're completely, you're an expert of your own life. You know, you are an expert to someone else's eyes. You are an expert. And so share your story, share your struggles as well. Like really being more genuine, um, again, to yourself first. And then also as how you come out to the world, because really we feel that we need a little bit more of those people, right? Those true honest people who are showing up as how they are with everything that comes um with life because you could be an inspiration for somebody else as well and thank you so much guys for inviting me over it's been lovely today you're welcome and guys anybody listening as well uh, wendy has a podcast called beyond the silver lining podcast as well so you can also find her there we'll put in the notes the links to where they can find you so super easy but definitely go and join wendy's community she's gonna love you and you're gonna love her it's gonna be an amazing experience yes thank you so much i forgot about that yes they can also find me at beyond the silver lining podcast just like the name um whether it's my personal experience or from other people sharing those silver linings finding and what do we do after that you know beyond that what else, what is next going back to the whole thing of um okay if there is something that is challenging in my life what can i do after that right what what is it that i, I should be looking forward so i love to have you at any of those places <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode and you haven't done so already hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode then share it with a friend who you think might benefit spread the word that's how we're going to impact the world by helping each other we appreciate you so much and as always unconditional love and wellness to you